When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. June 17th, 2019, this is the Wrestling Inc. podcast, the Raw Before Stomping Grounds. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined by Matt Morgan and the returning Raj Geary, back from his trip around the world. Raj, hey. how are you doing? Good, man. How are you guys? Missed you. Yeah, it's good to be back. So you got to come back. You got to watch Monday Night Raw. A uh, bit different of an installment. I feel like they always step up their game a little bit when they're in Los Angeles. Yeah, I thought uh, I thought the show today wasn't uh, was better than it's been in a while. I, yeah, I still yeah. thought there were a lot of misses, but overall, a, a lot more pluses. So yeah, yeah, it was something. Let's run through the show. We were in the Staples Center tonight in Los Angeles, California, and started off with Elias doing his thing in the ring, taking some shots at Anthony Davis and the LA Lakers. Uh, he was wearing a referee shirt and said that Baron Corbin picked him to be the special, uh, to be the special guest referee in Sunday's match for Rollins uh, versus Corbin for the Universal Championship at Stomping Grounds. But Rollins attacks him out of nowhere with a steel chair, shot to the back. The fans pop big for that. And then we just have the guys that are in the next match. We had The Miz, Bobby Lashley, Cesaro, Ricochet, and Braun Strowman all come out and hit finishers on Elias. Uh, Raj, you commented on Twitter, like, you know, is he on his way out or something for being buried like this? No, I don't think so. I was just yeah. I was just kidding. I mean, that's what they used to do back in the day, right? Yeah. Right, Matt? Like, when someone's leaving, like, for WCW yeah. from WWE, they bury the guy, uh, have him take everybody's finishers, you know, and left laying and, you know, completely impotent basically even on house shows yeah right yeah um so i i know i don't think he's going anywhere but um yeah yeah i mean they kind of i i feel like they missed the boat on elias a little bit um yes they did yeah i mean he's not you know he's not killing it in the ring but you know at least give him a chance to be in there with some some good workers and improve and, and bring his skills up because the, the guy the guy has you know uh he's great on the mic and that's very few people in the company are you know are right now and he looks like an ass kicker. When his bell rings, he doesn't look. Because today's day and age, the wrestlers have gotten smaller and more athletic, obviously, as a whole. And someone like Elias stands out more now physically. Remember we kept saying, like, damn, is it just me or is he, did he get bigger this week? <laughs> it was just like, I don't know, maybe because of his gimmick. But, like, once he gets in the ring and he takes his shirt off and whatever, like, he looks pretty damn jacked. And he looks like he can kick somebody's ass in a real fight. And I think there's something to that that's been lost in today's wrestling to a degree. So when you have that, you would think it would be different compared to so many others on that roster that they do more with them. Yeah, and, and to your point, when he was wearing that referee shirt in the ring tonight, because I so many of the segments he does, he has the scarf and the jacket. Right. And he just had that referee tank top on. He looked just gigantic. He did. He looked like he easily could have fit in in the attitude era size-wise. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this led to the number one contenders, uh, contenders match, a fatal five way for the United States title. The Miz versus Bobby Lashley versus Cesaro versus Ricochet versus Braun Strowman. This was an elimination match. It did ultimately come down to Ricochet versus the Miz. And as we, I think we predicted this on the podcast last week, Matt, that Ricochet is getting his title shot 
against Samoa Joe at Stomping Grounds. This is this is the right move. Yeah, I agree. I think it'll be a great match. Do you think he goes over on Samoa Joe? I do. I think it's the right move, too. Raj? Yeah, I think uh, they keep going back and forth with Rick Shea. If they're, if they're serious about him, if they want to make a star, they need to have him win. They, I mean, they've iced off Samoa Joe so much that um, it, it kind of hurts Ricochet to lose to Samoa Joe. I hate saying that, but, um, you know, I, I, I so, yeah, uh, to me, Ricochet winning here um, makes the most sense. Uh, real quick, did we talk about Seth Rollins, the opening promo? Oh, yeah. So he did say at the beginning that whoever Corbin chooses for a referee to choose wisely, he does not care what was promised to them. Uh, Seth is going to be coming for you. And then we proceeded to get an evening of Seth Rollins attacking people with steel chairs or the same steel chair. Yeah. Interesting uh, choice for the baby face in the match. Yeah, he, looked, he seemed like kind of an asshole in a couple of those segments, like with Eric Young. <laughs> Oh, absolutely. No, I think, uh, I like, I'll, I, I'm morbidly curious. Like, are they going to do a Corbin face turn at some point? That would be interesting. At some point. Yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Well, he's got the outfit for it. So, uh, Matt was giving us a hard time before we went on the air here, uh, about something brought to, I guess, our attention. Someone's talking smack to Baron Corbin about the things we're saying on this podcast. Uh, and, uh, Matt, what was your accusation that, that Raj and I were backing down a little bit? You two wusses never <laughs> let anybody control your opinion because they don't like your opinion on a certain wrestler, especially if it's a wrestler themselves. Baron Corbin obviously doesn't pay attention to what people do once they leave wrestling, but he needs to. Um, other than that, um, you know, saying the old heel line that every, that that's like, WW, not even WW, but Wrestling 101 Heel Heat, which is, I could buy this, but no, you can't. I know exactly how much you make, so, so slow your roll. Secondly, <laughs> if you looked the part, you'd be dressing the part. We're trying to defend you and saying that you've improved a lot, you got better on the mic, and you made a believer in a lot of people. The simplest thing possible is we're hoping for good Lord that they'd get that ridiculous Denny shirt off of you because say you got a cool look, got tattoos everywhere, you look different. And they should be highlighting that, not hiding that. So and I didn't. Your, and go oh, sorry. Go ahead. Feelings are hurt over that. I really don't care. Yeah, and I was not. I did not change my opinion on it. I was just pointing out that yeah, I do rip his attire, but everything else, you know, he's vastly improved. We've talked about his problems have gotten so much better. But isn't that mainly? It's mainly on creative. It's trying to do the talking for the boys that I wish used to be done for me when I'm sitting there stuttering on TV and begging someone to say, "Why is Matt Morgan stuttering? Make him stop!" Right? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Trying to do the defending of some of these guys that have improved right. a lot and deserve better. Well, yeah. Two points. One, I think his attire actually works, but it works for the role he was in as acting GM it, and constable. Yes, because I wore a suit for the longest time on Impact, but I was Jim Cornette's bodyguard because it made sense. Right. And but let me say when, this: when I got in the ring. It was, no, you're wearing trunks now because you're a wrestler. But let me say this, guys. In classic Cobra Kai fashion, Corbin is flipping the script. And the reason why is, Matt, a year ago, two years ago on this podcast, you were calling him Skullet. Everyone's yes. talking about how his uh, his chest looks like a sad face with his droopy stomach. I and instead, I think you called him Skinny Fat at one point. Yes. Um, but now you're talking about that he looks like an Applebee's guy. Better that, wouldn't you say, than talking about you know your receding hairline and your, your <laughs> belly flap? No, because he shaved his head, which was good. I'm hoping creative told him to do that. Well, he did it because it's smart. And now he looks and now he looks that he would have looked the part if he just got rid of that damn shirt. Again, I throw it out there to you. I'm, you don't get hang up on guys' gears, but this was brought up, so we're talking about it. We always got to remember. Jim Cornette would always do the the rock. 
Rocky Maivia versus Stone Cold Steve Austin. And they he'd use that 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 visual and try to put it into your head. Could you see that in a main event of a WrestleMania card? Does your name fit in that? The blueprint, Matt Morgan. But the name does, right? Mm. Okay, the next check is physically what they look like. Does Applebee's boy wearing that stuff sell you a pay-per-view when you see that and you're a mainstream fan now, I'm saying, versus Seth Rollins, who looks like a freaking rock star? No. And it's not his fault. We're saying that get rid of the damn thing, WWE Creative. Let's go. Yeah. Guys got tattoos everywhere. It looks different. You need to highlight that. I'd like to seek some uh, conceptual res- uh, renders. If someone out there is an artist or a stylist in the wrestling Inc. fan base, draw up some renders of different posed outfits. Why he's still wearing? Listen, it doesn't make sense why he's still wearing it. Is the I agree with that? He was still the constable. Yes, that makes perfect sense, and it was great heat. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like Dean Ambrose when he was wearing the the plumber outfit. You know, he just didn't look like a main event guy, <laughs> and now he's you know now he's with AEW New Japan. He he looks a lot more like a star. Yes, I believe uh, Joey Janela said in that promo, dressing like an auto mechanic. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Uh, so that's this week's update and Baron Corbin's fashion choices. Uh, following the story <laughs> as it keeps not developing <laughs> as weeks go on. Oh, man. So much happened tonight. The wild card rule. Raj, it's tonight they went, the night they went too far. They, I mean, they basically, it's They're completely pointless now. They've already gone too far. Like, I would say the first week we said this. Yeah. Remember Vince saying that first week, only four, only four individuals. And if it's more than four, they're fired. You know, uh, they're out of here tonight. We had what, like eight or nine. <laughs> it was like, it, it was a ton. Uh, so, I mean, it's pretty much just, they shouldn't even call it the wild card. It's just people from the other brand showing up. And I mean, we're getting closer and closer to the, the death, the brand split. Yeah. It's pretty much dead now. Yeah, I agree. Um, we saw from over the weekend, Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch at the MTV Movie and TV Awards. Becky Lynch came out tonight, got a pretty decent pop, and was there to confront Lacey Evans. Lacey coming to the ring, they exchanged barbs, and uh, Becky ended up attacking her. <sighs> Matt, is this is this feud getting better or worse for you as weeks go on? I, I enjoy it because Lacey keeps getting better. Hmm. Raj? So I'm watching it from a different perspective, I'll, I'll admit. I'm okay. for her, so that's not fair. I guess for me to judge it properly as a fan. Yeah, it was weird here because I thought I thought Lacey, I thought she did a good job, but I thought it was weird that she's cutting almost like a baby face promo. It's hard to boo her. Like she said, she talks about how she was a Marine. You're not going to boo that, you know? You should have went there earlier with her. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah, it just. Her debut even. Right. Yeah, it's just, how do you come back from that? Like if you're Becky Lynch. Uh, so I don't know. I, I just thought that part was kind of weird, but I thought Lacey delivered it well. Um, yeah, it was really I thought I, I thought she kind of outshone outshone Becky here, which is really. I thought the same thing, and that's saying something. Yeah. Wow. You know what I mean? And she's still greener than grass. So like she's man, her 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 ceiling man just keeps going up and up and up and up. Her glass ceiling. Do you think they're gonna do something crazy like put the Raw Women's Title on Lacey on Sunday? I don't know what to think because I like I didn't think she'd lose both of those titles. Like one of the two, I thought she'd hold on to those for a while because it was different. It's just weird to coming off of WrestleMania, this historic match, and for her to lose both titles within a you know a few months. It, it uh, is. It is. But at the same time, what else do they do with her right now? With the 
the women's division on Raw. There's there's really no one else at that level for for Becky. So by her losing to Lacey, it can keep that feud going. Unless Sasha comes back. I mean, they could have Sasha make a surprise return. Cost, uh, you know, I mean, she could cost Becky the match. You, you go with Lacey against Natalia or something like that, and then Sasha feud with Becky. Um, so, so do you think you just keep them on TV, though? Like, do you know what I mean? Like, if there is nothing, don't put don't put them on TV because it hurts them. It waters them down. If you're if you're not feeling like it's a very entertaining storyline, why not just sit them out a week on TV? It's not going to kill them. It's only going to help them. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Although Becky is probably one of the few acts that's actually selling tickets right now. And, and, and it's their job to make things entertaining for anything she's doing. Yeah, I mean, she is pushing more, you know, she is selling, you know, there's a lot of Becky merch out there, but um, yeah, give her something interesting or it just waters her down. Yeah. It's tough. Uh, we're going to continue with our raw coverage, talk about AEW, the all out ticket sales, and more when we come back. But first, let's talk about the sponsor of this episode, Wix, W I X. Now, it's Starcast in Las Vegas. I met Raj Geary's wife. And what did we talk about? Not Raj, not her Blue husband, Chew. not the guy we have in common, not Blue, Blue Chew. Chew. Although I was tempted to ask a few follow-up questions. No, we talked about Wix, which uh, Raj directed his wife to use when building her website. And we were talking about how great it is to use. Uh, Raj's wife and myself have used it before. And we are uh, two of 140 million people who use Wix for their website. And what's great about Wix is you can start and publish for free by choosing from over 500 stunning templates or starting from scratch. Change, customize, add anything you want, add your own text, images, videos, and more. And there are hundreds of design features and apps to grow your brand online, including built-in SEO tools, everything you need to optimize for mobile, desktop, and all devices in between. Wix has the tools you need to create the website that you want. Now, I love Wix. I've used it when setting up a political website before. Raja, your wife's business, yoga, correct? Yes, yeah, yoga with Anjali. Um, it built basically within a couple of hours on Wix. Um, and my wife, she has no desire to learn any, you know, computer programming skills or, or technical skills. She, you know, she's fine with her yoga business, uh, and she got it done. It looks, it looks slick. It works on all devices. Um, you know, it's responsive. So whether you're on a tablet, mobile phone, it, it looks perfect. So it's an, it's an amazing, uh, it's an amazing platform that Wix has. And it's, it's funny, Raj. I mean, so you and I both got combined between us. We probably got 50 years of website building experience because we've both been doing it since the early days of the web. And I look at the sites that Wix builds and it's, I feel like I know nothing. I feel like all this skill, all this hard work has resulted in nothing because Wix websites look absolutely incredible. They've got all that SEO optimization that's so hard to learn how to do correctly. Wix has got the built-in tools to make it happen. Whether you're using it for a personal site or a business site, Wix also has the uh, all-in-one business solutions to grow your online presence. Millions of businesses use Wix to create websites. You connect with customers. You've got a mailing list. You've got an online store. You want to boost your productivity, manage your workflow, meet your deadlines, and build those customer relationships. Wix has got everything right there, including the way to set up multiple payment options. We've got a special deal for our listeners. Go to wix.com slash podcast. That's wix.com slash podcast. And you can get started, save 10% off your website at wix.com slash podcast, wix.com. We thank them so much for sponsoring the show and uh, check it out. You're definitely going to dig it. Wix, it's where it's at when it comes to creating your presence on the web. Back to Raw tonight. Uh, Daniel Bryan, came out with Rowan cut a promo on Los Angeles and Matt, they did your favorite thing. 
they had uh, another axe music interrupt and the Viking Raiders came out. First time we've seen them in a while. They had a nice little squash mash against enhancement talent there. What did you think of this? Almost like a little sort of a soft relaunch for the Viking Raiders. Yeah, that's exactly how I took it. Yeah. I liked uh, that backstage production they did tonight. Did you guys notice that? We got a lot more backstage shots, the way they did them gearing up and getting ready to come out there. Uh, even with people yeah. walking, I felt like it was a little different tonight. Yeah, the aesthetic was a little different. Yeah, it felt like the show moved out faster this week. I, you know, I, I think you didn't have the long, meaningless matches uh, this week where it doesn't matter who wins or loses. Uh, you know, like the opening match that five way, the winner gets a title shot. So there was, you know, there were stakes. Oh, I got something I've been forgetting to tell you guys. I found this out, and I apologize. Oh. Do you know how when we see guys, guys or girls, like? kind of like as their match would finish and they're exiting and someone else's entrance music would hit and it kind right. of awkwardly passed each other. I was told that was to present a faster moving show hmm. and that they're trying things to present it in a faster looking manner. So like that backstage thing, I guarantee it was part of that process and them trying new things out. So kudos them for trying new things and understanding it is a very slow ass moving show. So, you know. Yeah. Psychologically it works. Yeah. Yeah. Although the one thing, I mean, we talked about this before psychologically, uh, like we'll talk about Firefly Funhouse later, but again, they keep showing the crowd saying they're doing nothing. Every time you should be showing the crowd, they should be cheering, yelling, losing their shit, Dude, not just standing there looking. Hang on, we gotta talk more important about this. You're picking up steam with your movement on that. Stop stop showing the. <laughs> stop showing the crowd during the Firefly Funhouse. With every word. That picked yeah. up pretty big steam on Twitter. <laughs> because it's, it's the worst thing in a fantastic segment of the <laughs> show. Is. It is. It's weird. It's absolutely awful. But no, but to your point, Matt, that's the thing. It's like there's little tricks in how you present something to get it over to an audience at home. And yeah, trimming time, doing those crisscross entrances and exits. Those are great. But yeah, show the crowd excited because if the crowd's standing there looking like, I don't know when the F's going on, what that's not selling doing? something. That's what we're supposed to be doing at home. That's the way I take it. Yeah, but at least show people losing it more. Like show their faces. They're showing the back of their heads. You know, it's like show faces, people puzzled, show people hiding their children's eyes, you know, like in the horror of what's what they're seeing, something, a reaction. Um, it just takes you out of it. Just don't, don't cut to the crowd while you're showing the vignette. Yeah. Oh, my God. Could you imagine if they cut to little kids and they're crying in the audience, like just having meltdowns? They're afraid. They're covering their eyes. Yeah, <sighs> no kid's going to do that. But yeah, plan some kids to do that. I, I totally would do that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Um. The Viking Raiders versus Russ and Randy Taylor tonight. This was a very quick match. Didn't get a uh, huge reaction, but hey, the Viking Raiders are, I think, I think the controversy over, uh, well, not controversies, that's the wrong word. The uh, the fiasco that was their uh, renaming to the Viking experience and now the Viking Raiders, I think uh, now they might actually be able to get some momentum. Uh, we did, though, after this match, cut to Carmella and R-Truth in the audience wearing disguises. And uh, the 24-7 chase ensued. Not a lot of 24-7 action tonight on the show. Good. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes it's funny, but this is exactly the exact example of what I'm telling you, Raj, earlier. Is sometimes you don't have to put everything on. Sometimes giving it a week break makes it cooler the next week. It makes us want to anticipate it now more because we actually missed it, God forbid. Right. A week. But that being said, I mean, it was it – was, humorous enough like it wasn't like a a negative point on the show or anything mm. it was just it was just there i'm surprised they didn't do more for it because they were in southern california there were i mean so many options there such an easy city to shoot stuff in um yeah i think 
they could have done it even more with this tonight. You're such yeah. a homer. Go ahead, Los Angeles boy. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, but you know, I think about like the backlot fights they've had in the past. They they like to Why do things do when, that here in Florida. Well, they could <laughs> actually, and they have a relationship with uh Universal at both parks. I would love to see the 24 7 title defended through Islands of Adventure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's actually you know? pretty funny. yeah. I mean, why not, right? I mean, they should have gone to Universal Studios, done something with it. Um, so we got that tonight. We got Baron Corbin hanging out backstage with Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. Uh, Real then, quick, one, yeah. someone brought this up in the chat, yeah. and they didn't mention this on commentary, but uh, our truth and Carmelo, Carmelo were sitting next to Ice Cube's son, who played Ice Cube oh. in uh, Straight Out of Compton. O'Shea oh, Jackson Jr. Yeah. Yes, yes. You're not cool, Glenn, for knowing that. <laughs> what? Everyone knows Ice Cube's real name. <laughs> oh, straight out of Compton. You know, that movie was three hours long, and that flew by in a breeze compared to an episode of that Raw. It was really good, too. Yeah. It was great good. film. Absolutely great film. Um, so, uh, oh, this was kind of weird tonight. Keith Slater entered Shane McMahon's office, <laughs> and we had no audio of this. So, Shane McMahon was backstage with Drew McIntyre and their rival. They were eating, they were celebrating, they had champagne. Keith Slater entered. We couldn't hear him for the first like 30 seconds. They finally got sound, and he was there to ask for a raise because, you know, he's got kids. Uh, Shane McMahon turns him down, tells him to leave. He goes out. Drew tries to give him money and then beats the crap out of him. So no 3MB reunion anytime in the near future. That was cool, though. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was cool. It made uh, it made Drew look like a killer. Um, and uh, it was entertaining. It was. It was a quick crisscross to get a little tip of the hat. Um, it's like a millisecond. Wow, Drew could be a hell of a baby. Like, just kidding. It <laughs> <laughs> right. was good. And then the revival, uh, the money that flew out of Drew's hand, the revival picking it up and stuffing it in their own pockets was a nice touch. Yeah. <laughs> so I liked it. I thought this was really good. I, this first hour I thought was actually really good. It was. It hit good. It hit hard. It this is good. one of those episodes where if Raw was two hours, you cut out a lot of that flim flam. <laughs> this would have been a, a, an awesome show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We had Sammy and Kevin in the ring for the Kevin and Sammy show. Uh, they introduce Baron Corbin and they start talking about the ref for this match. Uh, they said they've got a guy that can count to three. They bring out EC3. Uh, he comes out there. Rollins beats the crap out of him. New Day comes out, starts propping EC3 up weekend at Bernie style. Um, poor EC3, man. I swear. Yeah. Uh, this is tough. Um, so what else happened in this? So they hyped up the match between Ziggler and Kofi on Sunday steel cage match of money in the bank. Um, still don't know who the ref is going to be on Sunday for Corbin versus Rollins. And, uh, yeah, we, from that went to a new day versus Baron Corbin, Sammy and Kevin match two out of three falls. But before that, AJ Styles was backstage giving a pep talk to Gallows and Anderson. What'd you think of this, Matt? Uh, again, I love the tip of the hat to, you know, old, we always get on them for not, you know, insulting our intelligence sometimes or not taking opportunities or moments when there is that crisscross of former mates or former stable mates or former tag partners or former friends, whatever have you. And they got to pretend they don't know one another or that they hate one another now or whatever have you. I like when they do this. I think it adds a lot of continuity that is much needed on these shows sometimes. Yeah, I I, I like this too, except it, it feels like they're kind of, Bearing Gallows and Anderson on their way out, uh, and they still got several months to go. In the sense of, um, 
you know, saying that they've kind of sucked lately and then they go out and lose anyway after the pep, pep talk. Um, but still, I mean, it was it was cool seeing AJ with the club. Um, so yeah, I, I, that's what makes me wonder. I mean, are you sure they're are you sure they're gone? Uh, I mean, anything can change, but as of right now, they haven't re-signed their contract. Because in the, w, in the WWE world, I was definitely proven wrong with this with Moxley, obviously. But in the WWE world, they just wouldn't book someone on TV if they know they're going. And if they do, it's just simply the job out. They don't give them any shine at all, promos included. If it's a promo, it's a friggin' again, it's a Halloween jack-o'-lantern being thrown on their head and a Halloween pumpkin-eating contest or something. <laughs> Or a pie smashed in their face, or whatever have you, or slip on a banana—you know that kind of a thing. They embarrass them in promos, and then in the in the match to run them out. I, I, I don't know. Maybe the formula has changed since Moxley. I don't know. I just don't think they'd give him that promo, and definitely not get any on AJ along the way. They would not rake that risk. I would like to think maybe. Yeah. I mean, that was kind of a swerve because, to your point, man. Yeah. I mean, it absolutely felt like they were going to win that match tonight. After yeah. that promo, which they need to do more of. Anytime somebody's going to lose, like who was just saying this in an interview is really good. The guy, the 10, 10 um, come on. Uh, uh, Sean Spears, Sean Spears. former you, Ty Dillinger. Dude, that's 21 concussions right here. So <laughs> I'm a fan of him, actually. Um, anyways, he was saying, and, it was, and I thought it was a good point, like, of, you know, legitimacy and, 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 and you shouldn't be able to predict who automatically is going to win. And you don't want to tip off who's going to lose by not even giving them entrance music for crying out loud, but having credibility. And there's little things the company could do to add credibility before the guy goes out and loses. So they don't tip their hand automatically to the fans at home who's going to lose. And this is a way to do it. That backstage promo was a great way to do it. These guys were going to go lose, but now we're not so sure because we're giving them microphone time backstage with the man, AJ. You know what I mean? It did take a little bit off of, hmm, they're definitely going to lose tonight. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, it did add some suspense to it because otherwise, if you knew this match was coming up, you just knew right off the bat the Usos would win. So right, so it's a good. They need to do this across the board more. Mm-hmm. And maybe this is the start of a comeback story. Maybe they're just trying to uh, swerve us a little bit with the start of it, but we'll see. We'll talk about that uh, before that match. That we had the two out of three falls match, the New Day versus Baron Corbin, Sami Zayn, and Kevin Owens. I didn't know this was two out of three falls till <laughs> after the first one. I didn't either. Did they, I don't know if they mentioned it in passing or, or what, but I, I totally missed that. So when it was... He fell asleep, that's why. Just, that's right. Yeah, when Xavier got that first pin, I was like, oh, this that was that was over kind of abruptly. Yeah, I, I didn't know either, though, I'm being honest. I do pay attention. But um, it was a, it was a good match. What did you guys think of the, the entire setup of it? The booking of it confused me in the sense that Baron Corbin is wrestling for the WWE championship (laughs) this Sunday and he gets pinned clean. You know, they don't even get one fall. You know, they could have had him pin Xavier or or Big E. Don't don't have him pin Kofi, but, you know, pin one of those guys to get to get a fall. Definitely does not ever take a loss in any of these matches. Yeah, that was so ridiculous. How are we supposed? We just got done talking about credibility. Yeah. It's anybody sweating that Corbin? I think they should. Remember what I said to you guys? If it was it last month? I said I could see them putting. Oh, when they went to uh, what do you call it? Where'd they go? Come on, Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia. Yeah. And I said, um, I could see what's his name winning. Um, Corbin, thank you. You guys aren't helping me at all. Corbin <laughs> could beat Seth Rollins so 
because we thought he was hurt, and then Brock would take it right off of him. Oh, right, right, right. Do you think that's still a possibility? What's Seth's injury status? Is he good? So you mean Seth's injury status? Is he straight? Is he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's fine. Um, and Brock, you know, I just think they spend so much for his appearances that. I mean, who knows? Uh, he shouldn't be. Don't get me wrong. I love Brock, but I just don't think. He, yeah, I'm definitely not saying he should be champion. I'm saying I could see Corbin winning then to get it on Brock, so then Brock doesn't beat Seth for it, and then Seth can chase again because the way they have it set up, Seth is essentially chasing. You know what I mean? Right. Like he's begging for. <laughs> doesn't make sense. Yeah. No, it's very, very weird. And to your point, I mean, yeah, having him lose tonight and then Rollins went over Daniel Bryan. It's just there. Does anyone think that Corbin has a serious shot at winning on Sunday? No. And that's what's screwed up is because we should, you know, yeah. they put enough TV time into him. God knows. And these are little things that they can do though. These are such little things. How hard is it to let somebody beat somebody else? It's what your job is. It's what you take your pen and you put to paper and you follow through. I don't want to hear this crap that wins and losses doesn't matter because it does. If he yeah. looked like a freaking rock star out there and just mauled over everybody, we have a little bit more believability and he has more credibility heading into the papers that he's a legit shot at beating Seth Rollins. And or at least a, a, announce that special referee. This is the show that's going to get the most viewers this week. Announce yeah. that special referee to make it look like Corbin has a chance. Like it's really, yes. you know, that, that's that's really tilted in his favor. But they didn't even do that. That's a good point. Correct me if I'm wrong, but of his... Uh, class or of his round of call-ups corbin's never been out with injury no. they've never really cooled off or taken him off tv they've actually invested well, a phenomenal amount of tv time oh, in yeah. him ever since his call-up and winning the andre uh battle yeah. royal at wrestlemania tons 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 of, t of tv real estate he's gotten and they just need like this is the thing that frustrates me about the with the younger guy what they consider the younger guys what they don't do with them Get them to their damn finish line. Their finish line is they've got to win matches and key parts of their careers. What happens is they don't follow through. They don't get the guys there. And then, they, then they'll come back to it again like two to three months later. And we're supposed to believe that this guy all of a sudden is going to start winning. Because now WWE is ready to start doing good by them. Look, look at Finn Balor. Do you know what I mean? Like They, they just think he can lose 300 times in a row and, every, and he's still going to be a main event talent to fans worldwide watching and it's you've got to have them win yeah and that's the thing but finn even has had injuries and stuff that's taken him out of action but with corbin um i don't know like what's their long-term plan for him do they have a long-term plan they better because I mean, he's, he's deserved he, he's he's improved enough like we've said this he's improved enough to be in the main event picture whether fans get frustrated with it or not that's that's just real talk he's improved enough on the mic especially where I told you guys this before, many people would get stuck on the the, the fans legit booing, like, "Hey, we don't want to watch you heat." Yeah, and react and get really nervous about that or paranoid and not play into it fully. Homeboy goes all in on it and he mm -hmm. eats up that heat and adds to it. And just that alone is a main event act. It really is. And it's you only know, enough comfortability in the main event that you're willing to do that. You're not scared to go there, and he does. So I just don't get what the hell else they got to do. I think the big term picture is obviously he's going to be a champion eventually. He has to be. I mean, right? He's held the U.S. title into him, bro. They put way yeah. too much into him not to. Yeah, I mean, he's held the U.S. title to date. That's it so far. 
Really? Not Intercontinental? I don't think so. Did he rush? Am I forgetting something? I don't think so. Um, it's oh, hard to keep track. But... You know that doesn't even really matter. Really, they don't even do it that way anymore. Where they get the guy ready to become heavyweight champion first, they put the, Intercont- the IC title on him like they used to. That's not even how they do it anymore. It doesn't even matter. Yeah. All so right. he's got the U.S. Championship, the Andre the Giant Memorial Trophy, Money in the Bank, and uh, WWE Year End Award for Most Hated in 2018. Uh, <laughs> He'll probably good. get that again. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think he's great. And I, I just don't see how you they did anything tonight to make you excited for this match. They didn't. That's the entire point here. This is it's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, even a chicken ass heel needs to be able to legitimately yes. get a win now and again. Yes. Right. Which, which who knows? With WWE land, that might win mean that he's winning. Yeah. Uh so with this, Corbin took the pin tonight. Kofi hit trouble in paradise. Corbin uh, got the final pin for the win on this. Um, it was announced tonight, Alexa, Bra- Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross were getting a tag team title opportunity against the Iconics in advance of Alexa's match at Stomping Grounds against Bailey. Uh, before that, though, Paul Heyman came out with a mic. And uh, Rush, what was he saying with this promo? Just uh, that he Heyman saying he's not going to be the guest referee at Stomping Grounds. Um, I mean, it sounded to me like he was telegraphing. Maybe it's going to be Brock. I mean, I think it was just, yeah, just teasing it. Um, and it, even when it's not going to happen, I mean, they, just a way to keep it alive. Yeah, man. Heyman's how much do you think Heyman? What do you think uh, the pay disparity is Matt between Heyman and Brock per appearance? You really asking me that question? <laughs> I mean, how, how small do you think Heyman's paydays are compared to Brock's at this point? Very. <laughs> Anyhow, um, <laughs> what kind of question is that? I'm just curious. Yeah. Is it like no, is it twenty to one or fifty to one? I, I don't know. I'm not some damn blackjack player or whatever the hell you're asking me. Leave me alone. Okay. My guess is Brock. I don't think we'll be seeing him again until August. <laughs> really? Yeah. Well, there could be a lot of Heyman between now and then. Yeah. Or get these younger guys over and give them that damn spotlight. Yeah. We've been, saying, we've been saying that forever. Speaking <laughs> yeah. of spotlights, <laughs> Eric Young tonight was backstage talking to Baron Corbin, and uh, Rollins confronted him. Eric Young said, "Hey, we go back. I don't want any part of this. I'm not going to be their guest referee." Uh, and then Eric Young getting the crap kicked out of him by Seth Rollins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good thing saying? they broke up Sanity. Man, because they happy to see my boy on TV. So I was happy yeah. about that. This was where I thought Rollins looked like kind of an asshole, but <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was uh, was what it was. Yeah, it, that indeed. Uh, so after that, we got the Usos versus Gallows and Anderson. This match a little competitive, not super long, but the Usos uh, did his super kick, uh, super kicks, drop Gallows for the pin and the win on this and uh, i guess to be determined aj was frustrated backstage do you think maybe matt this is just them trying to give more builds since aj is going to be teaming with gallows anderson and triple h when the wwe goes to japan soon when are they going to japan was it like two weeks oh yeah there you go now that makes sense actually why triple h though instead of balor this isn't on tv they're not even going to mention yeah. it on tv so it doesn't triple h throw these around again Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Triple H wants to be cool in Japan, right? Yep. 
Don't <laughs> He's one of the first ones to, to throw that up. You know what I mean? All these kids are made of cool again. I want to get back in on that too. I don't blame <laughs> Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, really, ben, Finn Balor in that spot makes more sense because it's kind of, it's basically a bullet club reunion. But it really does, especially in Japan, I would argue. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, Matt, were you hyped? Hulk Hogan doing a promo on his phone to uh, congratulate the U.S. Women's World Cup soccer team and get them hyped uh, ahead of their match they've got coming up. Why? Why? Why did they do this on a phone? I mean, forget the Hogan controversy for a second. Like, if you're you going to, have. yeah, but if you're going to do that, though, why like such a shitty looking promo? I, I don't know because they think yeah. it's forward thinking. It's edgy. It's not even edgy. What are we saying? It's I don't know. This is most of what, what of most of us do on our social media, right? When we want to cut a promo or talk to our fans or anything for that matter, it's always phone on us as we do it. It's easy to do. It's cheap to do. Um, plus, hell, it's Hulk Hogan, and it gets and I don't know. I thought that was cool. I wasn't expecting it. It's just yeah. I mean, it's. Weird. You Just show someone that hasn't been on, you know, that's never on WWE TV anymore, and he's congratulating the, you know, women, you know, women's soccer team. I just I seem- believe they did win. Okay. Because okay, here's the thing. Here's the thing. All right, because he's Hulk Hogan, so the women's soccer team's sure as hell gonna know who Hulk Hogan is. Versus, put Kofi on there or someone like that, the women's soccer team may not know who these guys are. But this is after the fact, right? Oh no, no, no. He sent that. He made that right. Either yeah. way, and they're the not going to send a ca- camera crew out to you know Hogan's house to film the, a segment. The point but, is to get the mainstream looking at WWE, you know, praising the, the girls' soccer team. So why would you not use Hulk Hogan for something like that? Who is they the player? Who is the player that he called out spe- specifically at the I end? Know, when- I didn't watch it. <clears throat> Do you remember, Glenn? No, I, I don't recall. Uh, I mean, this, it was what it was. It was just weird. But to, to your point, I mean, camera crews, like there are camera crews all over the country. It doesn't cost much to get somebody to especially, go out. Especially where we, where I live, where yeah. he lived as well in Florida, we, like literally 15 minutes from his house, there's a studio he could have went to and done that. Or there's just freelance production people everywhere. It was cost $500 tops to send somebody out there just to shoot 20 minutes of footage with him and go back. Uh, anyhow, off the soapbox on that. Um, okay. We had Roman Reigns admitting the Super Showdown was bad for him, where he lost to Shane McMahon. Uh, he got interrupted by McIntyre during this promo, and Reigns ran backstage to confront Shane. They had a bit of a chase out into the ring, um, and Roman got his comeuppance on Shane mm-hmm. tonight mm-hmm. Um, in advance of the match Sunday against Drew at Stomping Grounds. Um, people seem to like this segment matt what did you think of this i think drew looks like a star yeah yeah i, I think in the, what he's been well he wore on the show as well i know it sounds like such a small thing like, like we, we're coming across as fashionistas now apparently in the gq <laughs> dresses ourselves here but like seriously he now that is what a star looks like that's what a star dress is like it yeah. dude screams main event in every sense of the word when he's in street clothes when he's in his gear when he's freaking taking a dump in the damn bathroom, everything he does screams main event talent. <laughs> I've yet to see anything with him that doesn't. He, he, he looked like a killer tonight for sure. Yes, he did. Um, Roman beating the crap out of Shane. It, isn't it? It would be Shane that received his comeuppance, right? That, uh, who actually has a good question. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. be, yes, that's right. Yeah. So, yeah, Roman kicked the crap out of Shane. I, I thought the segment was good. Um, 
I just hope that this wasn't the blow off for Shane versus Roman. And not that I want to see Shane versus Roman keep going, but this is Shane's way out of not doing the job for Roman, you know, because uh, Roman needs to beat Shane. I mean, having Shane beat him, he's the top guy. He needs, even if it's on an episode of SmackDown, he needs to beat Shane. They could put that shit in the main event. Yeah. We'll <laughs> do it somewhere, but don't have that feud end with Shane beating Roman, you know. Raj, are you hearing these rumors? Should we address this? Should we address the rumors going around what? with Shane McMahon? What are they? No, that's not true. Okay. Well, so Raj is squashing a rumor. There's a rumor going around. They're trying to build Shane as such a top heel, and he'll be the one to take the title off Kofi. That's not true. It's someone misinterpreted a tweet that someone wrote. Okay. Speaking of misinterpreting tweets, there was a segment tonight where Alexa has a propaganda campaign against Bailey saying Bailey wouldn't take a photo with a fan because she was wearing a Nikki Cross t-shirt. This is the stupid shit that they're basing storylines on now. Good Lord. Um, So Bailey came out during the women's tag team title match, which was Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss versus the Iconics. Bailey sat on a rolling office chair at the foot of the ramp, not a commentary. She sat at the foot of the ramp and watch this match ultimately uh getting into it with alexa and causing a distraction that caused the iconics to pin nikki cross and retain their championship afterwards bailey stood tall over alexa they got into it a little bit uh bailey knocked her down i'm sure we're going to get more tomorrow night on smackdown in the build towards their title match this sunday at stomping grounds I mean, what can you say? I mean, uh, the the women's, uh, the angles for the women have just gone so far downhill since Ronda Rousey's been gone. Um, and this is one example of it. This is your SmackDown women's champion out there, you know, it, you know, getting, getting an honor basically. Yes. what do you think of this though tonight, Matt? This was, uh, I think the first legitimate match the Iconics have had with a with someone that wasn't enhancement talent in a while, right? Oh, Matt, you're muted. We can't hear you. Um, yeah, this was their first first. Still can't hear you. Um, this was their first, uh, yeah, tag match against real people since uh, since they won them at WrestleMania. Yeah, I mean. So to your point, Raj, uh, uh, so you just got back from vacation. I'm sure you've seen on social media, you've been following it. Like people are a little freaked out about evolution not happening this year. It's not currently on the schedule. People are saying maybe that's because Ronda Rousey, you don't have the Bellas. They can't sell out 11,000 seats again for an all-women's pay-per-view. But look at the state of the women's division right now. So you got no Ronda. You've got Becky in this feud with Lacey. I'm not sure what Charlotte is doing exactly on SmackDown. At the same time, you have these women's tag title belts that it was so important they got them off of Bailey and Sasha, put them on the Iconics, and they virtually meant nothing since. I would say the women's division is a bit in disarray right now. It is, and, and this would have been a lot different and a lot better had they kept the tag titles. I see, remember, guys, remember, originally, I didn't see the Iconics winning, but I was like, okay, here's the plus. They're new. This is going to bring two younger younger talents up to Bailey and Sasha's and the rest of theirs status, their level, right? Because now the champions are now, the championships, even though they're new, are making this new duo, right? Mm-hmm. And it's not what's happening. It's not their damn fault, by the way. It's just them not being booked to win. Again, it goes back to that same mantra, that credibility thing again. 
Yeah, and it yeah. looked like it looked like they were booking something with uh, the Iconics with Kyrie Sane and Asuka. I'm praying there. What, oh. what are the pi- the Kabuki Pirates? The Kabuki right? Warriors. That Kabuki would be Warriors. so well done. All four women would get over in that. I guarantee all four would. And then they just it was just dropped completely. They, yes, it I, was. I haven't seen the Kabuki Warriors. I didn't watch SmackDown last week, but uh, or the week <laughs> week before. Uh, but have they? They haven't been on at all, have they? I mean. The, not that I've seen, but can I just ask this? And t- you guys tell me, it just, just feels very like stereotyped, like stereotypical. That's such a terrible, it just sounds like yes. such an 80s cliche. They know better. They like know the Orient Express, like yeah, that kind of name. It's 2019. Like, you got to be smarter than this because I, those two girls are nasty. They're freaking fun as hell to watch. They're awesome. That that, that name doesn't even, it's not, it's, this just doesn't fit them. They're I would. Offensive. Would love to see the list. I'm assuming there was at least five to ten names that were more yeah. offensive that got uh, vetoed by can, somebody, and Kabuki Warriors was like the least bad. Just, why does it have to be Kabuki anything? Why can't it be something completely different? Why does it have to have that kind of? You know what I mean? Right. I just not, anything else. Warriors. That's not culturally based. Badasses. Why can't it be called? Right. You know what I mean? It could be called anything. I just don't get why. I don't know. All right. like we get it. We, we know where they're from. We get it. <laughs> Calm down, guys. You know what I mean? Like, it's, I don't know. I know. And it's weird because it seemed like with that rebranding, though, they were getting a push with Paige being their mouthpiece. Like, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Like, that's like forgotten. It's, yeah. That right there to me, you guys, is the total package. I mean, dead serious. As a, as a female tag team, the unit with Paige as the mouthpiece on top of it, shoot. Yeah, yeah, they've done some real good business, and they're still doing it. We shouldn't like pass judgment that they're done with because they're not. But you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at the lineup for Stomping Ground. Unless something happens tomorrow night, the Iconics don't have a defense scheduled for the show, so we'll see. Maybe something happens on SmackDown. I hope so. I'm a huge fan of those two. I think they're fun as hell to watch. Yeah, Um, I thought the Iconics. You know, did, did well. fine tonight. Yes, their promos, did. their promos have been way better as of late yes. too. I feel like they've gotten a lot better. Yes, maybe they've toned it down a little bit, um, so they're not yeah. so uh, over the top obnoxious where you want to turn the TV off. Right. Uh, them making fun of the LeBron James and the and the Lakers, man, the the cheap heat tonight. It felt like they were going after mm-hmm. the sports teams like every other segment. It got uh, yeah. It's like, is that the only way you know how to get heat? <laughs> is how do you pass up LeBron James? Though? Like, how do you pass up like Lakers and you know what I mean? Like, I'll have one guy do it. Not, not oh, well, yeah, 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 you know. Um. So Nikki Cross did say she'll be ringside because Bailey ruined her dream, and she's going to be in Bliss's corner on Sunday to watch the same thing happen to Bailey. So we'll that title was her dream. <laughs> God, <laughs> yeah. The writing on the show. <sighs> she needs a new dream. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Let's talk about Firefly Funhouse tonight. Please. This was pretty cool. Bray was talking about how, hey, kids, the, the earth is flat. Dinosaurs aren't extinct. <laughs> it's the best. It's and, easily the best to me. This was a good show tonight. This yeah. still, to me, was top flight. Yeah, same here. This was still probably 
my favorite segment of the night. Yeah. <laughs> the way they put all that time and effort into recording all those different song versions of the Muscle Man Dance song. There was like the R&B version, the metal version. Um, like, I want to go back and watch this five times <laughs> yeah. through and pick up on all the clues. This was so good, but I'm afraid this was the end, right? Like, this would seem like this could be the culmination of the Firefly Funhouse. I don't know. What do you Whoa. think, guys? I don't know. Well, Bray was but. He was supposed to be at Raw tonight, so I don't know if that oh. means they're filming more stuff or you know, or, or exactly what it was. I almost ex was expecting him to come out at the end of that, like come out to the live crowd, uh, uh, but that didn't happen. I, man, I'm so I've been loving this Firefly Funhouse stuff. I'm so worried that they're going to screw it up once he's you know back back in the ring. How do they do it? How do they transfer that what we're watching to the ring? They need this Bray Wyatt to beat the Undertaker. You have, yeah. I, but, I know but, but you don't want to see the Undertaker wise. wrestling again, but yes, have this guy I come agree. out as a killer, just mm -hmm. weird, psycho, strange, you know, nutty guy. What, and uh, what's he dressed like? Like, what's his, what's his, what does he look like? What we see at the fire at the funhouse, or with the mask? I mean, with okay. I don't know. No, no. Have or he could do out. both. Like sometimes yeah. he's his one, and sometimes he, you know, when he's. Super dirty, like, happy guy. Yeah, like the Jekyll and Mr. Hyde kind of thing. Have him come out with kids, like just surrounded by children. It's all happy and good. And then midway through the match, do mm -hmm. the lights on, lights off switcheroo and put the mask on him and have him like wreck shop on, uh, on Taker or whoever, you know? Do you do that every week then? I don't know long kids, term. Why would you, how would you go anywhere near him knowing what's going to happen? No, because then you have the kids in the mask, so you have them do some weird, creepy shit. Like, this oh, could be so cool. From normal, yeah. gleeful, little happy kids to they're all wearing masks when yes. they come back on. That's pretty freaky, dude. I'll admit that. That'd yeah. be pretty freaky, scary. I think, I mean, there's a lot of cool stuff you can do with it. This is just one of those things that whatever they do, he's best utilized not being on TV every week. Yeah. Yes, no question. And it's the best stuff on the TV. It yeah. Is. They should treat him, I mean, the way they treated Hogan and guys back in the 80s, where yes. they do, like, vignettes and segments, but you see them wrestle only at the big pay-per-views. Perfect. Yeah? Yeah. Just kind of like the demon, you know, the demon gimmick. Yeah. More often. <sighs> Could you imagine if they kept Finn off TV and we just got... <sighs> it would have been better. would have been better. Yeah, that was the problem with Finn. Um, but I don't know. I hope they don't destroy this. This is so special. And it's it weird is. to say that in the WWE because very little is special or unique these days. But um, this is unique. That's for sure. Yeah. I mean, it, Rush, I'm sorry. Uh, I was going to say, just I feel like as a weekly thing, uh, as a consistent thing for the past couple of months, this has probably been my favorite thing on WWE yeah. TV all year. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, then we got we've Seth never Rollins. crapped on it once. No, we've never been like, eh, we haven't given it a C. Like it's always been no, a. It's an A, easy. And I think the the Muscle Man dance was my favorite, but this, <laughs> this was still this was still just all sorts of awesome. You just don't know when it's over. You know, it goes to black, yeah. and then other stuff starts happening. Yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah, uh, the main event tonight we got Seth Rollins versus Daniel Bryan. Now, very early on in this match, it seemed like uh, it was a bit of a fake out because Rowan interfered. There was a DQ, like the locker room all came out. We had the revival, the Usos, uh, Owens, Zayn, lots of these guys getting into it. Then they cleared it out and gave us a one on one match, Seth Rollins versus Daniel Bryan, that ultimately ended up with Rollins winning. So uh, he picked up a win tonight. But Matt, what'd you think of this match? Are you kidding me? Like, this would be my dream. One of my dream matches for sure. Daniel yeah. Bryan versus Seth Rollins. It's great. 
who this was a money match. I love this match. Um, I was excited for this match, actually. I'm very excited. I was yeah. excited for it. I just thought all that crap they did in the middle with uh, you know, Rowan, Rowan interfering and all the wrestlers coming out but and restarting it, it just took me out of it. But can you give this a like? I was kind of annoyed that they gave it away, but then again, it's like that thing the fans always used to say when I was still wrestling that, like. How could you give away this on free TV? Well, then do what you're <laughs> bitching if then we're giving you nothing. So which is it? You guys are really going to bitch that we gave you a pay-per-view main event match for free on TV. Oh, my God. Poor fans. You, I feel so terrible for you. You had to watch such a – do you know what I mean? So it's like it's a back and forth because the business-wise part says, well, why the hell would you give this match away for free? Right? And that's what we're supposed to be conducting ourselves as here is as professional, professional wrestling watchers. And reviewers, um, but you know what I'm saying. So, like, we got to be honest. Like, business-wise, why in the hell would you get this away? So that's WWE's answer. WWE's answer to everything is they throw schmazes in the middle of things like this, and they can go back and say we didn't give it away for free. I mean, I'd much rather this was reverse, where we had yeah you know, uh, Seth versus Daniel Bryan at the pay per view this Sunday, definitely. <laughs> you know, and, and Seth tough. versus Corbin tonight. Um, it, it would make it a lot more tough. exciting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but as it as it was, yeah, it was, I thought the match was really good. You know, the two parts, Which, stuff in the middle took me out. It was, it was took me a few minutes to get back into it. But mm-hmm. I mean, what can you say? Two of the very best. Right. Again, I'd like to see a feud between these guys. Um, Hell yeah, yeah. I just think uh, Corbin stuff's just not working. It's uh, no one cares. It's not him. I feel like again, give him a story. Well, it's line. him too. It's everyone. It's not like he's knocking it out of the park and you know fans are still not caring they just don't care about his character they don't care about the storyline uh there's just no buzz for him versus seth no, no one believes he has a shot in hell winning and yeah. this is where we talk about that credibility thing again yeah you to put this tv time into him then freaking take it all the way he's got to steamroll some of some of your superstars actually and he did he who did we see him beat in the last few months that we didn't think he would win over um, has he heard Roman as well? Has he ever pinned Roman in like some of these tag matches? I don't think so. Or <laughs> Seth or somebody. He's pinned a couple. I think he's pinned ones. Seth before. Where we're like, holy crap, he just beat him. So they have done it, but they've got to consistently do it because it is so unbelievable that he's going to beat Seth Rollins. So that's their job, not his, to put the right talents for him to beat in the, like in a progressing order, like a crescendo with... You know what I mean? <clears throat> Case in point, it's not even close to the same realm, but just it, from my own personal experience, it works. Going through the main event mafia one by one, I had to go through uh, was it Steiner, I believe, then Booker, and then Nash, and then you know what I mean. It got bigger and bigger and bigger until I got to like world champion Kurt Angle. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and each win was me- more meaningful for me along the way, and it made people emotionally invest in me more. Like, Holy crap! He just beat him. Holy shit! He beat him. Holy crap! He beat him. He might be Kurt Angle now. You know what I mean? Like that kind of a thing. They need to do that with him, with, with, with Baron. He hasn't had a lot of one-on-one matches. I mean, looking at this. No, that's what they do, man. They throw like yeah. 55 storylines together, angles together, and they do these eight-man tags, six-man tags, or tag matches. Yeah. Crisscrossing right. angles. He defeated uh, Ricochet back in May. Um, and I'm didn't not do gonna... anything for him. That didn't yeah. do anything for him. It, no, look, and him beating Kurt did nothing for him. Yeah, defeated just Kurt, def- defeated Ray, defeated Apollo. They, I mean, he, he and then he like lost to Apollo the week before and then beat him, which yes. is just stupid. Yes, he beat Braun Strowman at Elimination Chamber. 
dude, there you go. Yeah. That was in February. He's he's gotten his wins, but then they'll throw in a loss here and there that just completely halts yeah. his momentum. Yes. But um yeah, he's just just fans are not caring about him right now. I just don't think they think he's gonna win. I think they hate him, which is a good thing for a heel to have. They hate him. They're coming there and they're gonna boo the piss out of him. So Seth's job's that much easier now because of that. Yeah. Yeah, not a very credible contender. Um, so that being said, Seth won tonight after he looked good. Uh, Corbin attacked, and uh, Seth was standing tall, though, at the end. So Again, stupid. Oh, no, wait a second. Pardon me, no, Corbin. No. no, pardon me. Corbin, Corbin was standing tall. Pardon me. Corbin was. So Seth tried to hit him, uh, and Corbin got him with another chair shot. Corbin took the title. So there. So, yeah, that's telegraphing it. That's telegraphing it right there. Corbin is not winning Sunday. Uh, regardless of uh, the fan fiction, hopes and dreams that people have for that, uh, pretty sure Corbin's going to lose. But you never know. One guy didn't. One guy that was that meme making the rounds that bet on the St. Louis Blues at the start of the NHL season and won like four thousand to one odds, mm-hmm. won like a ton of money. So there's always a chance. There's a chance. But probably I don't not. see it happening, especially at this pay per view. You do a Universal Championship title change. No one cares about this pay-per-view. This ticket sales have been just crap. Oh, they, yeah. Let's talk about that. basically blocked off all these sections. Mm-hmm. Um, they have, uh, yeah, basically anything not on TV, they're not selling. The Upper Bowl, they're not selling. They're offering two-for-one tickets. Um, so, so it's like two-for-$20, I think, is what they're offering for Stomping Ground. So, um, yeah, it's it's bad bad news, especially coming off of the the news of AEW and you know their their quick sellout for All Out. Yep, we sold out in like fifteen minutes. Fifteen, 15 minutes. Um, so the line, I mean, we we were getting tweets and stuff from people who were like number seventy seven thousand in line, and I think it got up to like seven thousand, eight thousand before it was sold out. So. If looking at the math equally, that means 10 times more. So they sold 10,000 tickets for this. If, if there really was that kind of, I mean, if you know, all those 77,000 people were legit, that means they could have sold over 100,000. Um, so I don't know if that's necessarily what would have happened if people are in there multiple times trying different ways to get in. But uh, it's a gigantic success, you know, third quick sellout for these guys, you know, for, for a major show. The Fighter Fest and Fight for the Fallen aren't sold out, but for their big shows, they're selling out quickly. Uh, in fairness, though, and we did see this with Double or Nothing, there are a lot of scalpers, a lot of ticket broker services that buy up the. I mean, with Double or Nothing, there were ample opportunities to get seats the day of the show. They really use that though, but yeah. you have to use that across the board. Then, uh, right? That's every show, WWE, and every sports show, every sports team uh, game. Yeah, so, I don't. It's not like they're they're doing it specifically for AEW. They do, that's no, no, their no. business is to do it for every event. But it's speculative like the stock market though. Ticket ticket brokers and scalpers and uh, I, I don't actually even really talk about this. Uh, one time when I had a stretch of unemployment, I made a decent amount of money flipping tickets uh, back like 15, 20 years ago. Uh, but people in that game like they look at what they think they're, they're betting on what they think is going to be a big sellout. I don't think even sure. the hungriest scalpers out there thought stomping grounds, that's a quick mm-hmm. opportunity to make a buck. You know? No, they're going to be attracted to the hot, the hot new thing or the hot game, the really hot game, like the Lakers versus, let's say, um, I don't forget, no, insert team, the Golden State Warriors or something like that, right? Um, that's going to be obviously more picked up 
by one of these scalpers trying to sell, but you can't base everything on that. The bottom That's line true. is they deserve credit for that. That's a big deal. Oh, I'm not saying I'm not trying to take away from them uh, yeah, at all are. with that. No. I'm trying to be a little balanced in this. Right, I think right, it's right. No, no, no. And it. I think that's a good point. You know, it's an important point. But I, it doesn't look like scalpers took more, a higher number percentage of tickets for this event than other, uh, you know, than a, like a SummerSlam or a Survivor Series mm. or something like that. Yeah. I mean, we'll definitely see what's happening. I feel like wrestling is just so hot right now overall outside the WWE. I was telling Raj before. Outside we were there. of WWE. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I went to an independent show, All Pro Wrestling in the Bay Area, saw Jungle Boy and Ty Dillinger um, on Saturday night. And even then, it's like there were a couple hundred people there. Granted, it was a small space, but it was pretty packed. I wouldn't say it's hot outside of WWE except for AEW. I feel well, like New Japan has cooled off in the States a lot. Yeah, They're I mean, having a hard time selling tickets for Dallas. ROH, these. Uh, England, it's humongous. Yeah, well, I'm talking about in the U.S. Oh. Um, yeah, uh, ROH has been having a hard time selling out their tickets. Impact ROH. is where Impact is at. They forgot they played the wrong episode a couple weeks ago. Um, <laughs> you have to be shitting me. No, they, <laughs> and then on their live stream on their TriCaster, they had a guy's desktop browser at one point during their last Twitch stream. So you could see somebody like surfing the internet during an episode. Oh, my Good. Yeah, yeah, it's bad. Um, but that being said, so I did notice this again, uh, seeing Jungle Boy, seeing Ty Dillinger. It Ooh. seems like if you look at the AEW talent right Ooh. now, they are really maximizing their time left on the independent circuit um, because you're seeing all these shows happening right now, this talent trying to almost capitalize on this on this boom. So I think those wrestlers are doing well. But to your point, Raj, I think New Japan has definitely cooled off in the States. ROH has definitely cooled off. Impact uh, continues to have its woes. But I think the AEW brand and the wrestlers associated with it right now definitely right. are in the, the golden seat, as it were. Absolutely. This fall is going to be... Uh... It's going to be crazy with SmackDown on Fox and AEW on TNT um, wrestling on a national level again in, in you know, in first time in a long time for a, a non WWE promotion. So it's, it's going to be nuts. Yeah. And given all that competition, the tension is finally over. A lot of people were wondering, a lot of people were debating, a lot of people were trying to figure out who was going to be the lucky promotion to land them. Mm -hmm. And Mike and Maria Canellis have re-signed with the WWE for five more years. Wow. Five years. So that seems to be their new uh, their new contract term. So that's what they're trying to get people assigned to is five still years. Be fire, though. They can still be fired. Oh, yeah. You right? can be released for sure. At every 90 days still? Or do we know? No, they could release you at any time. Um, I hate that. What kind of contract is that? <laughs> right. oh, it's, it's, it's one way. You, like, you can't so quit at any time, but they could drop you at any time. It says bull. Yeah. But... Um, but yeah, Mike and Maria Canellis. Uh, look, I'm a I'm a big fan of Maria Canellis, and I and I really liked Mike Mike Canellis as Mike Bennett. I thought he was great um, yeah. before signing with WWE. I, I hate yeah. what they've done with them. Um, they're on 205 Live now, and they are getting some TV time. So hope maybe that means they transition good. back to the main roster. But those are really good people in their life. That's yeah. cool. Yeah, no, they're yeah great people, and I uh, hope to see more from them. Yeah. It's uh, definitely interesting that that is such a story now with uh, just given that there's options, right? I mean, it's really changed the game, what people can do and what's possible. So uh, he needs to continue in that direction. He needs to continue. No, I hope they got and good talents, deals. Talents need to not be scared to test the waters because yeah. it's tough. How the hell do you turn down, like you guys said, $500,000 for what do you call it? Um, oh, a downside? Oh, the revival. For the revival, for their downside, guys, that's pretty damn good. That's really good, especially for what they're not doing on TV. Um, 
You know what I mean? That's a right. lot of money to be thrown at them. Yeah, and for you know, that's two contracts. They just and had. You said you know, it's five hundred each, correct? To be fair. Yeah, yes. Yes. Okay, that that's what I'm saying. That's like, how the hell do you pass that up? You know, but I want to see some of these guys do it because we're we need we they need some more guys there at AEW to continue to to keep doing this because if they are able to take some of these talents and bring them over and make it work for AEW, not just because they're WWE talents now, because that won't work, but it's got to be the ones that will fit AEW's eventual mold that they'll have on what they're looking for with their brand and what their brand means and what it is, the identity that they form, then they'll be able to do that. But it will help other WWE talents make more money finally. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think it's good for everyone. It's good for the business. Absolutely and, uh... is. I'm sure tomorrow's going to be a busy day. Not only do we have SmackDown, but tonight around midnight, Steve Austin's podcast is coming back. And who's his first guest? Tony Khan from AEW. AEW, the oh, CEO. I was, hoping, I was hoping you were going to say, what's his name? Oh, Moxley? Uh, Moxley. No, that'd be nice. <laughs> oh, <laughs> do you, you guys remember the first time they were? Uh, the yes, that's why. <laughs> that's why. Oh, that would be great Lord. to see again. I'm sure it'd be a very different podcast the second time around. Yeah. Yeah. With Tony Khan, that's interesting and interesting that Steve Austin uh, landed that. So, I mean, because of his association with AEW, WWE won't let wrestlers go on Jericho's podcast anymore. So, you think they'll do that to Stone Cold? I mean, let's see uh, what people connect some dots and uh, wildly speculate based on this interview, right? We'll, see. we'll know right away, though, right? Didn't they find out? Didn't Jericho find out right away that they couldn't book WWE talents? That's a good question. I'm not sure uh, oh, wait, how long there's that a, took. There's a difference, though. Chris yeah, actually yeah. signed with AEW. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Steve's but, but I'm sure, like, Bret Hart showing up at Double or Nothing. I mean, like, it's WWE. To what? Bret Hart is welcome back to that company. Yeah, that's right. Edge and Christian have had, you know, they had Sean Spears on a couple weeks ago. And then yeah. they had Ali. So they're still, you know, they're able to do both. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we'll see. It's going to be hot, though. It's going to be a hot interview. Look forward to listening to that when it drops later at night. Um, yeah, so we'll see. Uh, Matt, what do you want to plug before we take this home? Nothing. There you have it. Raj, what's coming up on the site? Uh, the usual, uh, you know, uh, all the interviews that we've done recently, we had Ray Mysterio, uh, Eli Drake, Conan, MJF. That's all coming up on the site, uh, this week. Uh, there were some last week. Um, so keep checking it out. Very cool. Yeah, uh, real quick, Matt, yeah. uh, your, uh, your video that went viral with oh, your son. Yeah. Oh yeah, geez, I'm the worst dad ever. Yes, my my little boy Jackson. Um, yeah, I got him on Twitter. It's actually a video I sent to my wife originally. Um, pulling Jackson, my son Jackson. He's nonverbal autistic. He's five years old. And oh my god, every morning I drill the ABCs. You know, the alphabet song along with my one, counting one through ten every morning like clockwork. And then I see in my rearview mirror him looking like he's moving his mouth, and I'm like, there's no way because we've done this and he never does it. And so I put my camera on without him being able to see it as we pulled in. And then he really was whispering. If I shut my mouth and I went like, A, B, you could see him move his mouth. And I was like, no way. So then I, I recorded it and I, I said it even louder. And he filled in the blank. I went A, B, C, and he went D. And then later he was able to do B and D, and which is huge because, again, he has 92 percentile chance to never speak. Wow. Yeah. Is what these – Jabron doctors have uh, labeled him. So, good lord, this is a huge step. Like, holy crap! Almost like I was jumping out of my car. I was like, I, was, I couldn't even want to say what I was doing. It was embarrassing, but I was just 
to the moon. I, I cried all. I couldn't eat all day. I couldn't drink all day. It, it, it was amazing that feeling. And well, congr congrats! I mean, that's huge. That's <laughs> that's awesome to hear. Yeah. Absolutely, it's a fantastic moment. I encourage everyone go to Matt Morgan's Twitter and Instagram, BP Matt Morgan. Check it out. It will make you smile for sure. Matt, your joy just. I don't think I've ever seen you look so happy. I don't think I've ever been. I don't think yeah. anything's close to this. They're like, what's this like compared to winning championships? I was like, are you shitting me with that question? <laughs> I was like, no, they're even close. Like, I, I don't even know what to compare this to because I've never had this feeling before. Yeah. Uh, you no, know? it's incredible. <laughs> Absolutely yeah, incredible. Great news. Thanks, guys. Uh, so we'll be back tomorrow night. Me, Matt Morgan, and Raj. Uh, do we have someone filling in for you? Yeah, now? Justin Labar will be in for me tomorrow night. Okay. I, pr I promise I will not tell him he looks like a middle-aged Fred Durst again. That big attraction. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I felt a little bad about that last time, but uh, <laughs> tune in tomorrow night for that. <laughs> Until next time, folks, I'm Glenn Rubenstein. We'll catch you back here on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Take care.